right. I hope that um, um, not really 74. Is it 74 or 73? 73, sorry. 73. Um, I will read these verses. I will read these verses. It's following your eyes. And there are quite a good reading here. Um, 23 verses or 28 verses. Psalm chapter 73. Right? Truly, God is good to Israel, even to such as are um, of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore pride compasseth them about as a chain, violence covereth them as a garment. Their eyes um, stand out with fatness. They have um, more than heart could wish. They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue walketh through the earth. Therefore his people return hither, and waters of the um, full cup are rung, um, rung out to them. And they say, How doth God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the ungodly um, who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Verily, I have cleansed my heart in vain, and washed my hands in innocency. For all the day long have I been plagued and chastened every morning. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of, my, of thy children. When I thought uh, to know this, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then understood I their end. Surely thou didst set them in slippery places. Thou castest them down in the, into destruction. How are they brought into desolation? As in a moment, they are utterly consumed with terrors. And as dream, when one awaketh, so, O Lord, when thou awakest, thou shalt despise their image. Thus my heart was grieved, and I was pricked in my reins. So foolish was I and ignorant. I was as a beast before thee. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have, whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I, shall, uh, that I desire beside thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and portion forever. For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a-whoring from thee. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God, that I may declare all thy works. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you for bringing us uh, once again into this um, uh, place of worship. 
Help us, Lord, that in our worship this morning and throughout this day um, will be um, another wonderful moment uh, to be with you and to think, um, Lord, uh, your faithfulness to us and to uh, give you, Lord, the praise that you deserve. Lord, um, bless your people, and we continue, Lord, to um, bless your name. And I pray, O oh God, that um, um, once again you will give us victory in our services. Continue to um, work in the hearts of your people. And for the rest of the people, Lord, who are still on their way, I pray that um, they will um, also um, be here and arrive here safely. Uh, once again, give us victory today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So we have here this chapter of the book of Psalm, which is, again, another interesting chapter. Uh, very interesting because um, this speaks really the things that we ha we also have concern. Um, I'm talking about, you know, questions of why people that do not have God prosper. Why those people who are rich and most of them do not have God? And why are so many people who love the Lord, they are poor? So the same question as this um, um, person that wrote this, this um, psalm. Uh, his name is Asaph. He wrote um, this chapter 73 all the way to chapter 82. And also he wrote the chapter 50 of the entire book of Psalm. So he has around 11, chap I mean, 11 chapters there. But you see, um, this writer reveals really a great deal of his own personal experiences he experienced in his life by observing people around him and um, seeing things happening around him. And again, as he looks around, he finds that there seemed to be a very, you know, um, unjust uh, things are happening. Things that are not really um, there's no justice at all. And he looks at these people that's not supposed to be blessed, and yet they are so blessed. <laughs> and they look at these people that's supposed to be blessed because they love God and they, they live uprightly, and they are not blessed. That sounds really, um, you know, clear and very... Um, real in our midst even today yeah. <laughs> but again this person his life is characterized by fear the fear of the future his life is characterized by doubts and disappointments and depression and despair he has, you know, agony that no one could give him answer. Then, again, if you look at the situation of this man, you will find the answer why. Why this person is feeling such a feeling. Again, um, this will tell us that any person 
who is outside um, of, of, of God's appointed place of worship. If any person who decides himself not to go to the place of worship where he should go and, and, makes, and makes a decision to go somewhere else, that's his own choice. But the repercussion to that kind of action, the problem to that kind of action is very clear. Um, when you are out of, you know, the place where you should go, I'm talking about the church. When you don't go to church, problems will come where you will find yourself, you get into a situation where um, your, your um, view of life will be altered. There will, there will be distortion. There will be improper view that will come into your mind. In other words, when you see oppression, you will see it negatively against God. Because you are not in the right you know, um, mind. You are not in the mindset where God's mind uh, also is. When when you see when you see um, something that is wrong, and that wrong seems to be right, and the right appears to be wrong, that is what that is the reason. I mean, that is the consequence of you not coming to the appointed place of worship, a place of refuge, a place of, you know, where, where you are supposed to get the right perspective in things around us. But because you refuse to go to that place, and that's what happened, you have different view. You don't understand. Just like this, if you, if you, if you look at this, um, this man, Asaf, this man, he has different view. God is always good. Whatever happens to this world, whatever happens to the people, the Lord our God has always, is always good and has always been good. Amen. Amen. But if you do not come to the place where these things are explained, especially in the Bible, especially in the church, your, your, your point of view will be distorted. Right. And you're, 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 you see things differently as God sees things. That is why people do not understand God and their faith dwindle. And they go away from God and not coming to God anymore. And they will just join to those people who are called, uh, calling themselves atheists or calling themselves ungodly. But you see, my friend, um, it's very interesting in these verses, in chapter, chapter 1, I mean chapter 73, in verse number 1, you will find that this man has been praising the Lord and and. Asking, I mean, giving God the glory. He said here, verse number one. Truly, God is good to Israel. He said that. 
It's very clear that he understands it now, but later on, you will see how his mindset or like his um, rhetoric change. Said, truly, God is good to Israel, even to such are um, even to such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, now is experience. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. Now, at least it's just near. It's not really slipped. It's just, it's just you know, almost, but not really gone. So this is the blessing to this man because otherwise he could have been taken. He could have been gone. And he, he said here in verse number three, for I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Now that's also the same sentiments we have. We see a lot of people, they are filthy rich, but they do not have God at all. It seems like they don't have problems at all in this life. But there are so many people who love the Lord and they do not even know where to, 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 to get the money to pay the rent. They have difficulty. Um, even they work so hard, still their income is not enough to supply their needs, their basic needs. And still there are still a, a lot of people around that person that, that are depending on his support. Where in fact, he could not even support himself. And these people are godly. These people love the Lord. These people always come to church. I don't understand. Oh, no. That's Asaph. He could not understand it. I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. You see, um, he said that God is good at the beginning. But now his humanism comes in. He said that God is good in verse number one. Truly God is good to Israel. <clears throat> and not just to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. Any person that has a clean heart, God is really good to that person. And here, he knows that God is good. He knows that um, the righteous are blessed. He knows that the wicked eventually will be punished. Why? He saw it in verse number 11. He said in verse number 11, um, let's see, um, verse 17, sorry, verse 17. It says, until I went into the sanctuary of God. Now, the word sanctuary of God is the church of God. Now, this person he could not understand things happening. He could not understand why the wicked become, becomes rich. He could not understand why the righteous people are needy, are in poverty. Why the Christians do not have money. <laughs> why the people who do not go to church, they are so rich. He could not understand at the beginning until he comes to church. That's what he said here, verse 17. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, until I come to the church, and these things are explained in the Bible. And then he understands now what's going to be the end of these people. 
You see, until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I their end. You see how how much how much blessing that you miss. How much understanding that you miss in this world if you miss coming to church. There's a lot of things. This Bible is telling us that how important is the church so that you can you can understand things in the right perspective and you can see things how God sees things. Or otherwise, you will see things bad. Oh, this is not fair. But God allows it. Because God's views are higher. God's, way, uh, God's ways are higher than our ways. Now, when you come to the sanctuary, when you come to church, your mind will be, you know, the mind of God is revealed. And therefore, you understand God, and therefore, you understand things ha happening around us. If you miss coming to church, you, you will miss that blessing. Right. And what will remain in your heart is resentment and wrong thoughts about God. God is not fair, eh? <laughs> Why? Because you do not understand. You miss, you only come to church maybe once in a while. The same with this man, Asaf. He just comes to the church once in a while. And that's what he, he said, until I went into the sanctuary of God. He does not really frequent himself to church. He just like, come and go, come and go. And he missed a lot of things. So his mind... He cannot really pick up what is the mind of God because of his intermittent, you know, feeding of God's word. Even, even if you come to church every Sunday and every meeting, you still have to open your Bible at home. Yep. Right. You still have to open it because you, you need the feeding. Yep. That's right. You cannot just depend uh, on the church to feed you. Amen. Although we are bound, me as, as a pastor, I am bound to feed the church, but you don't have to just depend on that. You have to search also the Bible yourself. Yeah, that's right. Because we believe that there is eternal life, so we have to check that out ourselves. In John chapter 5, verse 39, Seek ye the scriptures um, um, if you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. You see, you will find here this very interesting verses, verse number 1 to 11. Because um, this verse here, from verse number 1, it opens straight away to the uh, acknowledgement of God and the goodness of God. And the righteousness of God is revealed in verse number 1. And then after verse number 1, it immediately changed the whole... Um, tone of the rhetoric change and again um, the writer here was really in a very um, slippery slope and we just wonder how how is he going to to to, to be saved in this I mean not save uh, soul but um, save in his right, right mind because he's going to believe something that God is not. He's thinking that God is not fair. Somehow, there's a doubt in, in his heart, in his mind. And again, verse number two, it's changed the whole thing. Verse number three continues, the, the, the slippery slope continued. 
And and again, down to verse number four, uh, verse number five, the situation just deteriorates until you will see that um, there was this realization in, in 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 the end of this. But again, in verse in verse number verse number four. These people that are so rich, um, this wicked, um, they, they become very rich. And the people that are uh, good are threatened with um, death, but these people remain healthy. The, the ungodly people are strong, they are healthy, and they are rich. The godly people, they are poor. They are sickly, and it's just the opposite. And that is really hard to understand. <coughs> Verse number four, for there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. Verse five, they are not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. So again, um, they seem to have avoided all this trouble in their lives. And these people, they are they are not plagued like those poor Christians and poor godly people, and plagued with problems. Verse number six, you'll find. Um, Therefore, pride compasses them about as a chain. Violence covereth them as a garment. See, they are they are proud because you know um, they are in abundance of money. They become proud. They are in abundance of food. They have all the clothing that they want. They have all the cars that they want. They have all the nice houses that they want. At any time of the day, they can buy a house. Any time. By using their phone. <laughs> you see, who can understand this? And these people do not have God. That's why they become proud. That's what they said here, verse number 6. Therefore, pride compasseth them as a chain. And in, in verse number 7, they are now are full flesh and, and have more material goods than they desire. More than what they desire. This is what, you know, the, the man, also the rich man in the parable of the Lord Jesus Christ, when he said, oh, what shall I do? Uh, to bestow this um, uh, a lot of income, a lot of harvest, and and oh, this is what I'm going to do. I will I will knock down this barn and build greater. And and then all this income will come to me and enrich me and will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But Jesus Christ said. Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. But again, um, that is a warning for those who are rich not to be proud of your riches. Because when riches come, you know, sometimes our heart also will be lifted up. Our heart will become haughty and lofty. But be careful with that because only by the grace of God that you receive the blessing. So let us always acknowledge the Lord when blessing comes. You see, 
In verse number 7, their, their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than heart could wish. Wow! It happened to so many people nowadays. In, in, in verse number 8, they have corrupt speech and they, they mock the idea of being oppressed. You see, they are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. And they speak loftily. They are very high. Very high. These people can easily be, you know, um, offended. When you, when you are around rich people, you cannot speak any word against that person. Because that person will go against you. So easily. Because of pride. In verse number, verse number 9, you see here that they even curse the heavens and swear continuously and and their tongues is just they will just say whatever they want to say without regard of the occupants of heaven without regards of you know the 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 ruler of this universe verse number in verse number um, nine you see they set their mouth against the heavens and their tongue walketh through the earth Verse number 10, you, you see here that um, therefore his people return hither and waters of a full cup are wrung out of them. Verse 11, and they say, how doth God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High? You see, they deceive themselves into thinking that God is not aware of their sinful and their their degenerate manner of life because they have been so rich for a long time they have been well off most of their children grow up being rich and they have not experienced any plague they have not experienced any tragedy they have not experienced any want in their lives they thought that God does not really exist they thought that God does not really care if there is a God in heaven, maybe he just doesn't, he just doesn't care. <coughs> and again, because there's no calamity that they experience, and they have no experience of God's miracle in their lives, they thought that God does not exist. That is really sad. Because there's so many people like that today. In verse number 12 to verse number 15, you will see that the, the psalmist described these people mentioned in verse number 4 to verse number 11 um, he, he described these people the, those that who continue to prosper and they increase their holdings they increase their lands all of a sudden their names will be in the malls you know the, the, the properties the holdings will be after their names um, why? because they are, they are so rich and these people continue to get richer and richer while the poor continues to be poorer and poorer. In, in verse number, verse number um, 12, verse number 12, notice that. Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. There's, there's no way that, you know, um, 
they, they, they will they will pray for you know their daily needs <laughs> there's no way because why why do why do we need to pray if we have so much money that's what they think but again um, their seeming um, abundance is actually just a snare unto them Christians if the Lord has blessed you, do not allow the blessings of God will be a snare unto you. <laughs> because it can be a snare. Not to think and not to trust in God anymore because you have a lot of money anyway. But again, money is not um, really the key uh, part of our um, living in this earth. Our life here must not be dependent upon money. Our life here must be dependent upon the Lord God only. You see, the whole day long, the poor people are plagued with problems. The moment the poor people wake, um, wake up in the morning, until all the way going to bed, they have problems, then problems after problems that um, they face. They always face disappointments. They always face, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, distress. Um, and again, it seems like every day they are, they are chastened by heaven. <laughs> they are chastened by God. And that's verse number, verse number 14. It says, For all the day long have I been playing and chastened every morning. If I say, I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of thy children. It's really sad. He fears that any complaint on his part about his lot in life would be offensive to those um, people that's surrounding him. So because of his situation, he is really eager to complain, but he will not complain. <laughs> he will just hold it because people will be uh, offended. Just like us, if anyone in our family will, will complain about our situation, uh, that is offensive to so many of us. I remember, uh, I remember Anika complaining about we went we went to Lapu-Lapu uh, um, uh, City, I think in Lapu-Lapu City, and we 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 rent an Air Airbnb, a nice house, very beautiful house, clean, uh, two-story, nice rooms, nice beds, nice kitchen, only one bathroom. Someone's using the bathroom, then. He ran up, she ran upstairs, looked for toilet. There's no toilet upstairs. Uh, where's the other toilet? No, only one toilet. Mom, mom is there. <laughs> only one toilet? This is a hard life. <laughs> hard life. I said, you have not tried going to the toilet in the bush yet. I'll tell you, I'll put you in the Philippines and I'll put you in the barrio. Then leave there, you will use toilet in the bush. So, <laughs> it's offensive if someone will complain to our, in our situation. Asaph also just holding it because if he says something um, against his situation, um, people will get offended. You see, verse number 16 to verse number 20, this is his inventory of this situation in verse number um, 16 it says 
When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. He said, this just caused me mental anguish. This just caused me very, you know, um, I cannot bear this kind. I cannot understand these things happening. What's the point of living? Why, why we continue to be righteous? Why we continue to, you know, why we cannot do those things that they do? Why we cannot, you know, um, um, take advantage of people if we have opportunity to take advantage? Why? And we suffer in poverty. These people, they do not care about the welfare of um, other people. The only thing that they care is about their gains and about their riches. These things are too painful for me. He said, and again, he only realized all these things when he comes to church. <laughs> when he comes to church, in verse number 17, until, verse 16, when I thought to know this, it was too painful for me until, uh, there is a point where he understood everything. Where? In the sanctuary of God. In the church of God. When you come to church regularly, when you come to church and you search the Bible at home, when you, when you think about God every single day in your life, then you will understand God. And then you will understand their end. These people that are rich today, they're just the fulfillment of the prophecies. Because the prophecy is that in the, in the day of Christ, there will be uh, rich people and many rich people in those times. Uh, where is that in the book of um, Revelation to show you that this, these are the people that, that are predicted? And I, I believe many of the rich people now, um, the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation is speaking about them. Can we find that? I think Revelation chapter 13. If I find it, then good. Okay, this is this is um, <clears throat> I'll just read verse number eleven. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb. And he spake as a dragon, and he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth, and in the sight of, of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of the fire of, of those miracles, which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, uh, that they should make an image to the beast, uh, which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power um, to give life unto the image of the beast, and the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship, the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, he causeth all, both, small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, 
and no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the names of the beast or the number of his name and here is the wisdom here is wisdom uh, let him that had understanding count the number of the beast for it is the number of a man and his number is six hundred three score and six you see that these rich people they will have their end all these people not just rich but even the poor but again i'm telling you the time of the end of the um, when jesus christ would come there will be a lot of rich people also and in fact uh, a lot of them if i'm not mistaken um there were many of them that's asking um to be killed but death departed at that moment they could not die even though they wanted to die but death has departed um in in uh, 16 um revelation chapter 16 verse number uh verse number nine, 19 to 21 it says and the great city was divided into three parts and the cities of the nations fell the great babylon came in remembrance before god to give unto her the cup of the wine of the firstness of his wrath and every island fled away oh maybe new zealand will will disappear <laughs> or or philippines the islands in the philippines many of them will disappear and, and every island fled away and the mountains were not found and there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven every stone about the weight of a talent uh, the talent is approximately between 40 to 50 kilograms that's a talent that's very heavy if that one you know hail a talent weight will will be dropped in this building this building will be destroyed just one hail one one drop of hail and again he said and men blaspheme god men blaspheme god why because of the plague of the hail now these people they do not believe in god but when god does something they will blame god why in the first place they do not recognize god and then when god does something they will they will blame god i believe they believe in god <laughs> they just don't like it they, they just don't like God. They just don't love God. They hated God, but they believe in God. You see, and for the plague thereof was exceeding great. And I'm looking for the verse that says that um, they, they are calling unto the mountains um, to fall on them. Fall on us and hide us from the face of, of him that sitteth on the throne. Uh, can you find that, brother? Um, just inter interesting that um, the verse is these people they are they want to die but they, 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 they could not die where is that um say fall on us if you, you can find that in revelation 616 6, chapter 6 verse 16 okay verse 15 we start verse 15 he said and the kings of the earth notice this the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men wow this all moneyed people and every bond man even those people who are in jail and every free man, every person that's, that walks around the city, 
hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? That is the end of these people. That is why if you miss coming to church and you do not see these things, but you observe the reality of oppression, the reality of poverty, but these people who are suffering poverty, most of them godly. Most of them, you know, they're just living a righteous living, righteous life. But most of the rich people, they have, they have oppression, they have corruption, and they are very rich. They are untouchables. And you don't understand it because you just observe it and then you just base on your understanding, not basing what God sees on these things. Until you see that verse in verse number 17. Verse number 17, again, go back to verse number 17 of chapter 73 of the book of Psalm. You see, until I went into the sanctuary of God. And what happened there when he went to the sanctuary, when he went to the church, when he, when he frequented himself to the church, what happened? Then understood I their end. These rich people, let them be rich. That's fine. But the end is not yet. <laughs> the end is not yet. Therefore, do not be envious upon the rich. Do not envy. Do not strive to, to gain money. Do not strive and, and do uh, evil things just to gain money. Because, you know, there are a lot of things, problems will come your way. Um, with, when, when you have that um, money, uh, you, you get that money from... Um, wrong means again Asaph here Asaph is he, he realized that he missed a lot of things he missed a lot of um, um, understanding because he does not come to church regularly only when he comes to church that he realized that oh God is still you know doing great things the Lord our God is still righteous and the Lord our God is good and, and, and the favor of God is upon God's people. And in the end, the Lord will punish the wicked. That is the conclusion of Asaph about uh, the situation of his um, surrounding. And again, this is very much the same as what we have experienced right now, what we see in our, in our surrounding. A lot of people, they are so rich, they are filthy rich. And yet they do not love God. And there are a lot of people, they are in poverty, and most of them, they love the Lord. And anyone st standing, looking at them, they could not bear the sight. They could not understand. Is there really God in heaven? <laughs> and people will say, why? Why these children, they, are, they have cancer? And, and, and these criminals, they are so healthy. We don't understand until we come to the sanctuary of God and understand and understand the end of these people. Again, my friend, um, learn these things. Uh, I have that. I cannot finish this um, chapter. It's a, a bit um, good number of uh, verses here, but uh, maybe halfway through there, but I will I will try to continue this when I come back from Philippines, Lord willing. And continue this um, chapter 73 because there's still a lot of good things we can learn 
from chapter uh, 73 of the book of Psalm. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Let's, um, let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, once again for your goodness to us. Thank you for the blessing of uh, this passage of Scripture. Lord, help us to understand all these things because, Lord, there are so many questions in our hearts. Why these people, Lord, are so... Uh, uh, they are so ungodly, they are wicked, they, they do not love you, they do not know you, and they, they even convince people not to believe in you. And yet they are so rich. And there are these people who are faithful to you, faithful to their families, faithful to their spouses, faithful to their children, faithful to their church, faithful to the people around them, faithful worker, and yet they are so poor. Lord, thank you that uh, it's your word that will give us understanding that we need. And we can see things, Lord, the way, the way you see things. And that, Lord, um, when, you, when you call things evil, that is evil. When you call things good, that is good. And, Lord, help us to see things the way you see it. So that, Lord, um, um, it will give comfort to our hearts to wait upon you, O God. To wait upon your coming. To, to wait upon your reign. And I pray that, Lord, um, will be the, um, always and will be the more faithful to serve you while you are still coming. So that, Lord, um, you will give your people their due reward when you come. And we praise you, Lord. We magnify your um, name. And we pray that, uh, Lord, uh, we will always be the more um, faithful in the, in the work of uh, the ministry and to help people, Lord, uh, in our surrounding to know you also and to give, uh, to give them the light of uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless all of us uh, this morning and as we continue. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's take a break. Take a break. <clears throat>